0: of family, we have a great guest today and Tom Sherman of the new You can see back there behind my shoulder, there's a nice little diagram. Most of you that know me know that I built star domes and the star dome essentially is the way we do it is we have a circle and we two put two pentagons over each other. And those pentagons give you 10 points that pick up along the actual circle the diameter so you have 10 equal sections and then this is what we put our struts on that that we pop up like a tent and then that gives us the the metal skeleton where we do all of our ferro cement for the dome well tom sherman made a calendar that's based on five seasons and within those 5 seasons there's two segments so there's 10 sections with his calendar so it eerily looks exactly like the domes i built so of course i had to have him on uh i love his innovation because he is actually looking at how time is affected by light cycles and so in this pod we actually go into the math the sinusoidal curve of light and how we perceive time. So we all know during the summertime, especially in the Northern hemisphere, the sun is in the sky much longer, so the days are longer, but the quality of the light is different. And so that also lengthens the day. Whereas in the wintertime, the quality of the light is different and there's a shorter light cycle, so our days are more compressed. And so... <laughs> Maybe there's a feeling of being rushed in the winter in the winter months or the uh, fall months, and maybe there's more of a lackadaisical you know flow for the summer months or as he puts it, spring and autumn. We're gonna get into all of that in this podcast, and uh, I'm so happy to have him here. If you like what we're doing at the pod, we're growing, uh, we're getting everything better. Hopefully, my office will be completed in the next couple of weeks. Got the primer on the back wall, as you can see. I'll, I'll, I'll show everybody when we're done. Put in new oak floors. Um, Going to replace this window right here. Like just, just tidying things up. Built my standing computer desk. So you got, got everything in good ergonomics. And uh, I thank you guys for your support. Join our Telegram chat. And uh, I'll see you on the flip side after you get to listen to Tom Sherman you <laughs> Tom Sherman, welcome to the Biocharisma podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate it. I'm I'm fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. I see you're in equally crappy weather as I am right now.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, we've it, last 24 or 48 hours has been uh, insanely dense fog. So mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, it's. Uh, yesterday was actually midwinter, the exact middle day of winter, um, and. Uh, yeah, seventy degrees in fog isn't isn't our normal weather here in Delaware, but we're rolling with it.
0: Midwinter, so let's let's just get into it. What do you mean by midwinter? I've heard of midsummer, but I've never heard of midwinter.
1: Right. So yeah. So basically, um, it, uh, for for anyone that that doesn't know, basically over the past uh, decade or so, I've been researching time. Uh, timekeeping systems, and uh, a field of science called metrology, which is the study of measurements. Um, and in that time, I've discovered what I like to call uh, the five seasons of the year. And so um, through these five seasons, what one of the nice things is, is it fully encapsulates the year, but into five 73-day periods. And then from there, I kind of break it down into two day months, and then there's one day right in the middle of every season, which is the exact midpoint. So you can precisely and accurately, you know, gauge the traversal of the Earth through its orbital rotation every year. Um, so midwinter signifies ten percent of the year is complete. Um, we're exactly halfway through the first season of the year, and um, yeah, that's that. That's basically what it is. In in a quick, quick
0: bite. That is awesome. So I was telling you before we started to record about my dome building. And can you can you see your screen right now? I can. So if your calendar, you know, goes ahead and makes a pentagon out of things, it goes ahead and splits into five seasons, which we'll get into the whole nature of light with this. The domes I build, there's 10 equal segmentations around 360 degrees. So you can see in this footprint here, this is a footprint of one of my domes. So you have the five openings that are available, but then you have where the points actually pick up along the circle those there's 10 points so you said we're in midwinter midwinter would essentially delineate like say this red line here yeah where we have an ascending phase of light we're going from the lowest point of light that was at the at the winter solstice from the 21st to the 24th Mm -hmm. and now we're going towards the spring equinox so we're like halfway towards the spring equinox so we could just say that this red line is essentially the midway to the point where we spring forth and like for me say this this point the opening the gate would be actually where the the beginning of the year should be have you Mm -hmm. ever looked into like the old calendar systems of of yore and and when they used to start the year was it was it in the springtime as we'd call it yeah there
1: there are um yeah i mean so many different versions of past calendars and so a lot of different traditions across you know i mean cultures like just european cultures alone have multiple different calendar systems and all that before they they were all kind of grouped under this (laughs) the, the current one the group orient um and so that's actually an interesting thing about April Fool's Day. Is back in the day when Pope Gregory was changing the calendar from uh, the Julian system into, into his current, his new, new proposal, um, one of the things they did to badger and bully people that didn't uh, accept uh, the changeover or will, were still sort of observing that antiquated uh, springtime new year. Uh, they they came up with April Fool's Day. basically said, "If you're starting your year in the spring, you're a fool, and uh, bullied everybody into sort of switching to the 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 early January one. Mm-hmm. And then also, previously in ancient Rome, they they their first version of the calendar started in March. And then um, it went from March until December. And then during one of the revisions, that's when they added January and February and then shifted the start of the year to uh, January as, as well. So, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of um, past uh, observance of spring. And, and it makes sense because the calendar is is tracking natural changes in the world so that we can hunt better, fish better, grow crops better, you know, um, it, it exist better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I've been a... Burgeoning hermeticist ever since listening and not listening but reading the works of Victor Schauberger. So, Victor Schauberger, uh, he expounded upon the importance of observing nature and then mimicking nature. And so, for me, <laughs> you know, it would just make sense that the springtime, you know, April Fool's Day, as you would say. And we know how the state loves to like invert things, like make you feel like a fool for doing something that is actually to your benefit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, that, that's a given, right? Mm-hmm. So if we were to mimic nature, it's very obvious spring is when everything is springing forth. Like that is the, the start of the cycle. And I I do, I've been studying all different types of calendrics ever since like, I believe the early 2000s, uh, because it was put in my consciousness very early by Jose Arguelles that the, the Gregorian system was essentially crap. <laughs> yeah. And that's that the Mayan system that they had, where they had the Zolkin and the Tolkien, like they had the 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 two gears that turned in the accuracy right. of it. And I loved it because the 28 day cycle that was within that actually mirrored nature more so. Mm-hmm. So you would have 13 28 day cycles, 13 months. And those 13 moons or months, those thirteen moons gave you three hundred and sixty-four days, and then you had one day out of time in the Mayan tradition. Right. And then I found out that the the Hebrews, like the ancient Hebrews, their calendar was a moon-based calendar, also. Right. And, and then when you start to look at the accuracy of that relative to like financial shenanigans, hmm. <laughs> very very accurate, right? But huh. either way whether it's the Mayans or the ancient Hebrews or whatever their month-based system or month-based system was more indicative of what nature is like there was an actual like you could actually measure it against the sky where there was this arbitrariness that the Gregorian calendar just that kind of put there and as as Jose Arguelles said Ever since that calendar, just look at the absolute destruction of the environment Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. our timing, like we're not in sync with our surroundings.
1: Right.
0: And so your calendar, which is based on the timing and, and the light cycles to me is like revolutionary in the sense that if people would actually accurately like base their life on time cycles, because I, I do massage therapy also. I'm not just a, a dome builder. I I get into people's uh, what's known as their chronotype. Have you ever looked at that, what your chronotype is? No. Oh, you as of? a light guy, you, you got to do this. So there's I think oh, there's,
1: cool.
0: there's either five or seven different types of chronotypes. And a person's chronotype is essentially how they how the 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 light sensory apparatus of their cell cellular matrix transduces light and so you have you literally have like night owls like you have people that are more comfortable being alert when the light cycle is very low and then you have other people that are more comfortable when the light cycle is very high and this has a lot to do with with the amount of cones that they have in their eyes. It's just an it's just a brilliant study of how our body transduces light. Wow.
1: That's so fascinating.
0: I would love for you to show within your calendar like the 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 gif of like how the light is actually working. Like how how you actually segmented into this sure. into this beautiful incommensurate geometry the light. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and also just to touch on a couple of things you said um, while I'm pulling up my screen here is, so the, the, like, back in the day, that's exactly where calendars came from, is the lunar cycle, because we were more nocturnal animals. And then the other thing is, it's easier, so the easiest unit of time to comprehend as a human is a day, right? Like, the sun goes up, the sun goes down, that's very easy. The problem is to string that along into a year, it's, it's a lot easier to lose count when you're trying to count from one to 365 between one and, and an intermediary, intermediary unit. So that's where the, the moons come in, where, the, where that's another easily observable, you know, the phases of the moon from, from new to full and back to new. So then you can start counting by those moons. 1 to 3rd you know 1 to 28 and and create that sort of intermediary unit to put together and build a year. So that's why um a lot of early calendars from from uh, from from people were lunar based. And yeah, like ever since we've turned into a solar based calendar society, we've really lost touch with a lot of that um a lot of the intuitive nature that that goes into uh, calendar building. Mm So anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there because that's, um, because when you, when you do researches into calendars, that's what you're going to find. You're going to find mostly a solar calendar or a lunar calendar. And then there's some cases where it's like the, um, the Chinese calendar is a loony solar calendar. So they like kind of mesh them both together and it's, it's precise, but it's complex and it's, it's, it's a little, you know, again, tough to, um. Uh, sorry i'm trying to do multiple things (laughs) trying to do multiple things right now all right so you see my screen real quick Uh, yes all right sweet so yeah this is quick just just real quick before i get to the graph i'll run through this long story short was ice is 32 degrees a foot is 12 inches a pound is 16 ounces you ask somebody how long a month is nobody really knows right could be 28 days 30 days 31 days Like you said earlier, the Gregorian system is in shambles. Um, So basically what my research boiled down to at some point was there's 365 days in a year in this calendar that we're using and trying to divide it evenly. There's only two base factors, five and 73. So you cannot divide 365 by any other numbers and get even units. So we try to make four seasons in the year, that's actually 91.25 days. And so then we end up observing, since you can't really observe a quarter of a day um, practically, uh, we end up observing a 90 day season, a 92 day season and two 91 day seasons. So that's that's out the window. Uh, dividing by seven, like you said, that's 52. And then there's that one day leftover. So you get 13 months and then one extra day so that kind of creates this perpetual cycle of you know today we're talking on a saturday but next year it's going to be a sunday you know or and then the year after that it's going to be a monday and then it's going to be a wednesday because it'll be another leap year and so that that creates this sort of slow gear cycle that that's tough to it's not an anchored system um 12 you know not an even unit of months again 365 by five equals 73. That's it. That's the only thing that we can do to divide time evenly. So I took that and I wrestled with it for a while. I threw it out. Five and 73 are are tough numbers to work with in a practical sense. You know, people like even numbers and and divisibility. So anyways, I decided to line it up on starting on the, the winter solstice after I had a dispute with my bank. It told me Saturday wasn't a weekday or was a weekday. So they overdrafted. They overdrafted me again, and uh, I I had I just took the calendar off the wall, started on the winter solstice from December twenty first, and then seventy three days out was March third, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's you know start of spring ish. Um, seventy three more days was uh, May fifteenth, which again you know late May that Memorial Day unofficial start of summer, so that kind of made sense, and then this is where it really was the eureka moment where it all clicked was the exact middle day of the middle period of the year landed on the summer solstice. And that's when I was like, Oh, wow, this like our annual orbit makes a lot of sense. If we let it, you know, if we step back and let it instead of imposing, you know, 12 months broken up into different times that aren't even started on the solstice, like, you know, you, nobody knows what the exact you know, these precision precise movements are just because it's, it's tough to keep track of anyways. Um, so then that, that period ran from May 16th until July 27th. And then the, the, the quote unquote, newly discovered season of the year, uh, runs from July 28th until October 8th. And I like to call it autumn. Um, it's kind of like the inverse of spring. Um, the migrations are reversing. We're getting out here in Delaware. That's when the sweet corn comes in. That's when the watermelon comes in. Uh, you know, we're getting hurricanes instead of nor'easters. Uh, just the, the the annual patterns are starting to reverse. And then October 9th to December 20th is fall. That's your classic leaves turn brown, fall on the ground. And then the, the, the process starts all over again. So that's one of the cool things is this calendar, it's, it's not a one and done like the Gregorian where you have to throw it out and print out a bunch of new ones. This is just, you start right back at the beginning at the cycle that is always occurring in our lives. Um, so this is an apple tree. This just kind of helps solidify some of the, the points I was talking about where in the winter, you know, it's bare, there's snow on the ground, starting to get the flowers in the spring um summer everything's fully leafed just absorbing all the energy from the sun as as much as possible and then you get the fruits on the tree in the in autumn and you know it's hay fever instead of allergies uh and then fall leaves turn brown fall on the ground and so then these are the charts that that um you were referencing a couple minutes ago sorry incredible (laughs) Uh, yeah so this is how we currently look at the year, our top scientists, right? Our top meteorologists, um, four seasons. And as you see, you know, it's just a, it's just not a great graph as far as it, things are unevenly divided. Um, we're not really starting on, you know, points that that, that are helpful to, to, to really, because yeah, anyways, so th- this is how you take the same Daily sun. This is the daily sunlight amount. So you take the same daily sunlight amount and you divide it using the the new calendar method, and you get even units that fully divide the year in a in a coherent manner. Um, and you get just a lot more data. You, it, it just breaks down the the um, the data in a in a in a more intuitive way to sort of, I don't know, I mean, I like, I just, yeah. I don't know, I'm not like a math major. So I can't really explain why, you know, the one on the right looks much better than the one on the left. But I just, hey, I, I know it is.
0: Don't, don't <laughs> discount that because the, the majority of breakthroughs in any niche of science comes from somebody that's outside of the classical training of it. So you just being who you are and like just applying your outside view to it gave an actual logical interpretation. Like, dude, I'm telling you, I have been into calendrics for close to 20 years. Like, I really have been into it because the timing of all the things that I do, I recognize that timing is essential. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it, in the world of shamanism, when they were tying themselves to the calendrics of the Gregorian calendar, we would have some horrific ceremonies mm. because the malefics were exalted. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and then, so I, I I was turned on to these people that watch the sun cycles online and there's suncalc.org. And they would say, okay, the, 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 The um, spring equinox is on the 21st. But yet when you actually calculate the time of light in the sky, it would be on like the 18th or the 23rd. It was it wasn't on the 21st every every year. And that makes a huge difference if you're doing this spiritual ceremony where you're actually needing the zenith of the light and the energy to be where it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be and you're you're timing it to some bs calendar that's not actually linked to the light
1: right right
0: and so this this is why i'm saying like the second i heard you on the uh my family thinks i'm crazy podcast with mark steves Mm -hmm. i messaged him immediately i was like mark i gotta get tom on because (laughs) because I had no idea until I heard you and listened to you that I had been building sundials. My domes are sundials. Yeah,
1: totally. I, I saw it, like when you showed me that first diagram, I, I I totally see it. And let me yeah, I'll I'll try to let me find a, a a slide that just kind of exemplifies that. But I'm with you, man. It's super cool to Yeah. Tell me more about them actually, if you don't mind.
0: So my uh my diagrams because all of the ones that are built they all have the ferro cement shell on them so that you see a hemisphere so the the diagrams I'm putting up are essentially um their their animations just so you can see what it looks like because I don't have any good pictures of them when I just have the metal skeleton up. So I'll I'll just share the 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 math behind it, and it will get you really excited. Nice. So let me do this. So I'm not ever going to try and pronounce a Japanese name for everybody. So just so you all know. <laughs> so this Japanese mathematician, he was looking at. Um, mandalas and he was noticing that with geodesic domes the triangulation of the geodesic domes um, there are some weak points in it for as cool as they are there's some weak points and i know this from being out in the field and building geodesic domes i know that because you have all these triangles that come and connect to these points you always have joint failure if your joints stay good you're good But invariably, that's not what happens. So he was trying to rectify this, and he loved the way tents work, because tents are these big bow structures. And so what he did was he essentially took the math of the pentagon, and he doubled it. So I think that's a decagon. And he made these long strips that would, like if you do... Two of these, I actually showed it. Let me show the diff. Let me go back to the other one. New share. All the right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay. So essentially, what what this Japanese mathematician figured out is there's a phi ratio in a pentagon in a pentagram, and this goes all the way back to Pythagoras. This goes actually all the way back to to. It goes all the way back. We know of (laughs) Pythagoras. Like this is just the way Philotaxis works. If you notice this triangle up here, if you were to look at the Great Pyramid of Giza and just rotate your field of view 30 degrees, this is actually the side view of the Great Pyramid in Giza. And there's Mm -hmm. hundreds of these types of pyramids with this proportionality around. And essentially, if you could see this, the, this is one. This, ang- this length is one. The base of it is 1.62, which, which is the golden ratio. If you were to take 0. 0.62 and minus it from 1.62, it's one to 0. 0.62. That is the ratio that pretty much all phylotaxis has. So phylotaxis is how plants and everything are actually growing. Like the 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 actual way the vorticular pattern patterning of God's light works. It it that's how it it patterns itself. Like you brought up earlier with your calendar, your calendar is essentially a, a pentagon or a pentagram. And the reason why you had people like uh, uh, Da Vinci. Let me go to new share. Da Vinci. What are you seeing now?
1: The the uh,
0: the Vitruvian, Vitruvian man. man. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Or Vitruvian. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so if you see the Vitruvian man. What it what da Vinci was trying to execute in this was the, the perfect proportionality. Vitruvius was a, uh, an architect that was into the phylotaxis, the golden ratio, the perfect proportionality that occurs. That's like God's hallmark signature, right? It's like, okay, the perfect proportionality through whatever however god does it who who knows i i have no idea i'm only guessing but the energetics when it's being optimally expressed expresses through the golden ratio it's just what happens in nature and so for me i was i've been really into this because the domes that i build are just two of these it's it's if you doubled a pentagram or a pentagon, you have a decagon. Mm-hmm. And so literally when we're putting up the struts for the dome, we start with one pentagon, we pop that up. Then we start with another pentagon and pop that up. And then that ends up giving us our dome, which I'll show you right now. I finally figured it out. I'm so glad. Can you see the, the dome guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah so this guy right here this is a this is essentially a 10 meter wide dome and this is the proportionality what's amazing this is like the moment in the movie contact with jodie foster where she had been looking at the cipher for a month and couldn't figure it out and then Mm. she gets the key it was like no no no, you don't look at it in two dimensions only only silly you know common thinkers look at things in two dimensions You pop it into three dimensions, and then bam, there's like literally a holographic universe. The second that you pop it into three dimensions, well, that's what happens with the Pentagon. So, you, cool. and this was the craziest thing was in all these Tibetan mandalas, it was always there. You see it in two dimensions, but you pop it into three dimensions, and now you have, you know. Uh, a firmament <laughs> a, a, a really big dome let's say so you have yeah. this energetic pattern that is always using five and we have five fingers on our hand we have like my friend marty Leeds; he's like the math magician um he like he's he's done so much to show the Septenarian cipher with and how that's based off the our phylo taxes our five fingers and so to have this energetic pattern that is so obviously encoded into pretty much anything that's biological is just i mean it's undeniable like even in chinese like when i was learning ayurvedic medicine or ayurvedic massage they base everything off five elements you know, and the West is kind of lame because the the West is always like thinking, oh, well, there's, you know, just, you know, earth, air, water, you know. But there's actually when you when you feel people, like the whole thing is there is an energetic component that is metallic. Like sometimes I'm gonna be massaging somebody and I can taste metal, and it's not because they're full of heavy metals, you know. Mm. There's sometimes I'm working on people and I feel this over earth. Like it's just like, oh, like, you know, this real, uh, I guess you would say like sluggishness. Other times I'm working on people and there's like this crazy fire and heat. And then sometimes I'm working on people and it's just like, it's like the air element, you know, which, which the, the Chinese call is like the wood and it's, it, it's, it's very high and it's up and it's always pulling energy up, which is what the canopy does. And then you have like the super emotional beings, which is the water, which is all this energy that's down low and moving. And it's always like, you know, it's moody. <laughs> so <laughs> So, when you look at these, have you ever, as like as you've gotten into this pentagonal structuring of your calendar, have you looked into any of these other, you know, studies that kind of really exalt phi and the and the um, the elemental bodies that are out there? Have have you given any attention to that? Uh,
1: it's it's one of those things that I like, I, I've, I've kept a list, uh, and, like, I've got uh, somewhere around here, like, a bunch of things of, of fives in nature, of just how natural, you know what I mean, five, because, like, one of my favorite ones is when you slice an apple exactly. in half, you know what I mean, the seeds are, are are the five stars, like, that's always great, so, like, um yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things that the the deeper i've gotten into the research into the calendar into creating the calendar and and there's all these sort of little coincidences and idiosyncrasies and it's just it's i mean it's just 100% deepened my faith in god and mm-hmm. and how that we're in this like magical system that nobody really understands and we're trying to impose our own logic on it when if you step back and kind of look at the clues that are out there like you're saying like all these different sort of you know there's a reason why you know like you said we got five fingers i think we have five appendages you know we got four arm two arms two legs and a head you know it's like mm-hmm. a starfish you know like it's like there's definitely something very natural and intuitive about the um you know, the, the, whatever, sacred geometry of, of the number five, and, you know, it's the Fibonacci sequence, it's, it's all of that, and, um, yeah, here, let me pull up this, this one for you, because this is what, uh, you, like, it, it keeps reminding me of, is, so this is, like, the, this is my favorite little diagram that I've, I've made of the, so, if you look at your, your domes this is it where the entrances yeah. are at the start of every season and then you've got yeah like so you've got the mid uh mid midpoints and all there and then what i also like is the equinoxes kind of end up on these they they end up exactly a, a quarter of the way through the the period of spring and then three quarters of the way through the period of um autumn so it's like it's it's got this sort of naturally balanced like even though it it, you know dividing this the year into four on the equinoxes doesn't fully calculate out it still creates this sort of inverse relationship between each other and May, um, may
0: i interject sure have you ever heard of dynamic disequilibrium uh
1: no tell me more
0: it's the driver of life. So this is an ancient Eastern, when I say Eastern and Western thought, guys, everybody out there knows I'm a revisionist historian. I don't believe in a lot of the story that we've been told. Mm. It We're told that it came from the East, whatever that means. Let's just say that the naturalist and the hermeticist realize that you can never have just equilibrium, because if you have equilibrium, things... When they're dead set at each other, like say you have a positive polarity and a negative polarity, when they're connected together, boom, they cancel each other out. In nature, it's all about pressure mediation. And so you always have a slight uh, – like if if one is your total, you're never going to have you know, 50-50. You're always going to have like 45-55 or 30-70. And this, yeah. is dy- this is what's known as dynamic disequilibrium. This ensures movement. Mm. This ensures that there is a flow of energy in life. Mm-hmm. And we all know this in power dynamics, like in relationships. We know this in, in flow states. There's never the point where it's just 50-50. There's mm-hmm. always this give and take. And there's always this, and this is what creates movement. So what I love about your calendar here, the the equinoxes are at like a third of autumn and spring. That's Mm -hmm. almost like if you were to do a ratio of this third to the two thirds relative to the total, that's like the perfect dynamic disequilibrium because here's the thing about equinoxes that a lot of people don't want to admit. In the Gregorian calendar, they do not fall on the days They're not always the same. So when we hear the BS around climate change, that is such like a moronic thing to say because it's our environments always changing. Of course, there's freaking climate change. It's in this dynamic disequilibrium, the need for things to constantly be this consistent thing like dink, dink, dink is like a fool's errand. Because this, this realm, whatever we're in, this thing that, that we're in and that we're, we're experiencing together, there's a dynamism to it. There's this movement. And this, this calendar, I don't – like, dude, I'm going to shout this from the, from the rooftops. This allows for this dynamic disequilibrium from a gr- – like you can actually see the movement. There, there is an actual movement. Even how you did your, your gifts with how the light is, like how the darkness is in ratio to light. Mm-hmm. My man, this is so good. This is so good.
1: I'm gonna pull those ones up. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. Let me see. There. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate it, and I, I mean, yeah, you, you, you touch on touch on a lot of good stuff. Cause it's, it's, uh, sorry, I, I can't, <laughs> I just can't multitask. Like I used to, um, <laughs> the, here we go. So yeah, this, this, this bad boy, I, you know, I, um, that's what, that's what I really enjoy about this calendar is it's really helped. Like when I first discovered it and it was just myself and I was, <clears throat> I didn't even have a prototype. I just had an Excel spreadsheet that I was using and bringing around to friends and family being like, look, <laughs> like look," and, uh, I was in my own little world, you know, following this pattern of sunlight over, over here. I was, I was in my own little world following that. And everyone else was was out here doing doing what they've always done, and it was just like being able to notice the small little things. Like, yeah, there were the buds on the trees starting March. You know, it wasn't fully, you know, flowering or anything like that, but you could see like that 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 sort of inflection point between winter and spring was starting to occur, and um, it just really allowed me to to live in. Like I said, my own little world so much more harmonious with with nature and actions than than ever before, and I I think that's crucial for us because it's like winter. You know what I mean? There's a reason that uh, when you're talking about um, I'm sorry, what what was it? De- uh, dynamic disequilibrium. Like there's a reason why you know you hibernate in the winter. You have to repair. You know, there's a reason why we sleep every night, right? So it's like why why shouldn't we follow these these cycles that we do daily on a longer term period anyways if if there should be a time in the year where we rest recuperate relax and and prepare for you know the 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 year ahead the growing season ahead and then and then when it's summer it's like hey you know you've got the most time to 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 do as much as possible with with the daylight you have you know why not why not follow that sort of pattern recognition and that's what kills me about uh daylight savings time people always ask me about that it's not you know i don't have any control over it and so this calendar is calendar time not clock time but i just think that's one of the the we need to pick one and stick with it because that's one of the most disruptive things ever to to just halfway through the year twice when you're in the middle of these these cycles these natural patterns to say hey Rearrange your whole viewpoint of of what time is right now. That's why it's so jarring. That's why people, you know, have heart attacks and and all that sort of stuff during that 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 time. So, I well, yeah, it, I it's, yeah,
0: it's very natural that the way I could say it is when you fall into a truly natural pattern, you're not as much of a consumer, and mm-hmm. so many of the daylight savings countries those those countries are pretty much like the the sole focus of the country is economics which is consumerism mm-hmm. so it it behooves them to create stress because people that are stressed buy more mm. you take people out of a natural rhythm you take people out of the natural flow state of of the provider then they because of the stress they need their oxytocin hit they need whatever it is to give them like their little upper for the time and that's usually been bred into us through consumerism like okay buy this buy this buy this buy this Mm -hmm. you can't have a country that's like solely about capitalism (laughs) and i'm not to say that we're running a true capitalist thing for those purists out there but you can't have a a system of economics that's based on how much waste we can make, and have people hooked to a natural system. Yeah. If you it's did true. that, yeah. if you did that, you'd have a lot less waste. And guess what? The less waste you have, the less economically fruitful you are. Right,
1: <laughs> right, right, and that's a problem. You know, that's one of the things that. So I um when I had my eureka moment, I went through the patent process. So, you know, first I was like, maybe I'll hire a lawyer. And then I was like, nobody's ever going to know what I'm talking about. So I did, did it myself, bought a bunch of these patent myself books type stuff. And it's crazy. One of the things that, you know, they they were quoting Gillette a lot like the razor company and his whole idea of a perfect invention was something that you use once and then throw out. And, And like that's pervasive throughout. Whenever I tell people about this calendar, and and I show them, you know, the the wall calendar I made or something, they're always like, "Well," but the problem is that you you buy one and that's the one you only need from now until you know nine thousand ninety nine. Like you're never gonna sell. And I'm like, "That's great." Like yeah, I don't understand. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not like the the car companies in the sixties and seventies that are trying to create planned obsolescence. Like, I think that's bad business is to, right. to create low quality products that break so that you can sell more, like, come on, <laughs> you know, like, so that's, but, but that sort of mindset is definitely pervasive throughout what people think businesses should do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's, like you said, that's, that's a problem. Um,
0: you yeah, know, so. it, it's it, it's all pervasive and it has to come to an end. Mm-hmm. When I say has to come to an end, I'm not trying to be like this deterministic, you know, high and mighty person. What I mean is in nature, there is a, essentially like a, uh, I guess you would say a fail safe mechanism where something can can run a cycle, but everything that has a start has an end. And right. so you can be as wasteful as you want which ends up being empire by the way we've heard this word empire look into the economics of empires mm. they go ahead and grow and grow and get stronger they become the militaristic force they just grow and expand and consume and consume and consume and then the the feedback loop we are talking about dynamic disequilibrium they go past 50, they get to about 65, 68%, and then bam, the secondary aspect of the cycle comes in and collapses it. It right. always happens. Yeah. And so, you know, sing the Jack jo- Jack Johnson song, you know, what is it, recycle, reuse, repurpose? Like yeah, the United States, since I'm I've moved back to the United States, I am just astounded by the amount of garbage here Mm -hmm. like i've lived in the tropics i've lived in other countries and they're they're not like i'm not saying they're saints or anything like that they have a lot less consumption because there's just a lot less stuff (laughs) but here what people will throw out like the united states's trash is literally the majority of the world's treasure like Mm -hmm. in it and it's this thing that you talk about when it comes to like okay we're gonna have a calendar that changes every year so we get to sell new calendars haha good (laughs) economics it's horrible it's morally abhorrent yeah because like like i i don't know any of the saints personally i've never met a sage personally i never met jesus but i can i have a a sneaking suspicion that they were all extremely efficient non-wasteful beings Mm -hmm. because that to me the way you honor god's creation is you honor god's creation by fully utilizing what what he's providing right And that doesn't mean like you're just constantly diving into some synthetic BS because it's like it it has these like bright colors and is sweet or salty. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, man, I and that's what I think like this is getting back to Jose Arguelles. He was very emphatic because the frequency of man was turned to this artificial tempo because you can think of a calendar like a tempo the the gregorian calendar is like acid jazz it's horrible there is no rhythm it's just like eh, it's just it's just noise right you turn you turn people to this rhythmic like consistent beat all of the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system relaxes consumerism goes down people now are like now seeing how nature provides and the health of people gets better. Like, since you've been giving time and attention to this way of thinking, has this made you like incongruent with your world? <laughs> because that's what I think it would do. If your world, like, if the people by world, I mean your social grouping, would that, right. because we are like, we've all danced with people that we have a good rhythm with, right? Like we're, we're in the rhythm, we're in the cut with them mm-hmm. and it just works. And then you dance with somebody that you don't have any rhythm with and it's horrible. Like it feels yeah. terrible. Would you say you giving your attention to this new way of looking at time, has that made you kind of like a, a black sheep amongst your social grouping?
1: <laughs> um, it's definitely been... Interesting. I mean, it's 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 tough. You know what I mean? To to, you know, there was a a a brief period of time where I tried to only work in new calendar time and not, you know, I mean, not reference the old calendar, Gregorian calendar, anything like that. And it was chaos. It was definitely chaos. And it still is tough to, um, you know. Like, like just like my wife, for example, she, like, she, she believes in me. She's, she's the best. She encourages me to pursue this and has for the past 10 years. And yet at the same time, you know, she works uh, a normal job and she's on a seven day week cycle. So like just, just ourselves to coordinate, you know, when are we going to go to the, to the store and and get things done, do errands. So I have to kind of live a little bit in both worlds and it is tough it's it's um because the the yeah the the week is just such a strong unit of time everybody you know people really base their their lives around this seven day week so it is tough and then and then also so i I pulled up this slide because in the bottom right hand corner this is like the month this is the monthly view of the daily sunlight amounts through the the Gregorian lens. And that kind of really shows the amount of chaos that that calendar descends into from uh, any given point in time, because, you know, for example, February is 28 days. The next one is March 31 days. That's over 10% difference. You know what I mean? So if you're trying to measure something, if you're trying to plan things to have a coherent system, um, it's impossible to, to, to be able to do that when your units and time your measurements are going to be changing from you know by 10 percent or more from from one unit to the next and like you've lived all over the world so you you know you've you've experienced the metric system and we live in america and we have the imperial system and there's all, all sorts of debate about that but like at least a foot is always 12 inches right it's not right. like sometimes it's 13 and sometimes it's 11 and other times it's 12 and so there's yeah anyways there's a lot of disharmony and um it is tough to 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 kind of try to trailblaze a new path um and 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 live by a more logical way just because you know when you get everybody else in the world saying you're crazy and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, like what are you doing? Like, that's not the way to do it. That's not what we were taught in school. And that, you know, cause that's the first thing they teach you in kindergarten is the four seasons, the days of the week, these are the months, you know, and then by like third grade, they'll tell you the rhyme. So you remember how many days are in each month. And then once you've been fully indoctrinated into the timekeeping system, you've, Never learn about it again. And plus, the timekeeping
0: system—they always in every one of these kindergarten classrooms has a globe, Mm -hmm. and you're you're indoctrinated into the whole notion of space from like day one. There's always a spinning globe. You're in the middle. You're in the middle of this vacuous system that was the start of a big explosion. You know, it's the whole like we're scientists. Grant us one miracle, and then we'll give you a, a cosmology. Right. Right. Well, that's the,
1: that's the beauty of, I mean, when you talk to physicists, I've, you know, my, my wife's uh, father is a physicist and, and I've, you know, in my research, I've talked to a bunch of these folks and like, yeah, that's always the thing, right? Is, is you can go all the way back to the big bang and you ask any of them what happened prior to the big bang. They can't tell you, they don't know what happened. They, physics wasn't the same you know everything's completely different and upside down and backwards nobody has any idea what's going on so you know and and then also most of them the, the the good ones the further they get into their research the more they appreciate the divinity of of god and 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 the universe and and that sort of like a higher power who has set up this mechanism that nobody really knows what is going on that's that's you know that's why science as a field was created right was to try to know the face of god which is why popes were doing genetic research in or not popes uh uh, monks were doing genetic research you know in in, on pea plants and and stuff like that and so you know the the whole science and religion i i don't really think that that's a yeah, I, like yes, we've been, like they they've been siloed by the powers that be, and so there has always been this sort of conflict between, um, uh, between the two fields. But I view them as the same. It's everybody's just trying to figure out what is going on and 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 how it's occurring, and nobody really, has, <laughs> nobody really has any answers. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's uh you know yeah I I I, uh, I don't know. That's I so, don't
0: know what the question was. <laughs> well, it's not really a question because I I don't actually have a lot of questions for you. I'm just more this podcast is more of a conversation mm-hmm. about me sharing the enthusiasm I have for your discovery. Because yes. one of the things that you did was you gave us a nine day week. So show go ahead and show the people exactly how you break down where we have you know, four nine-day weeks that give us 36 and 36, and then you kind of give us a day out of time in between these two 36 periods.
1: Yeah, let me uh, pull up a... um, (laughs) Let me pull up a a version. Just a... So this is like a... um, Slideshow. So this is like the um, this is the wall calendar version, basically. And and so um it kind of will help uh, yeah. So so um on the top of a month we have that apple tree picture, and then I like to show three different latitudes, the different sunlight amount. Um Key West Florida is southernmost latitude in the continental U.S. Caribou, Minnesota is the northernmost. D.C. is kind of a a middlemost. And then um, included an average temperature chart, too. So you kind of just have those things to keep in mind a little bit throughout the months. And then so, yeah, uh, basically broke each each 73 day period down into two um, 36 day months. And then made a nine day week out of that, which is for a couple of reasons. One being people assume a four-day week or a four-day or four-week month. That that's a, a common answer, even though there's only one month out of the year that is actually four four weeks at the moment. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I decided to kind of keep that sort of um, perspective and it just divided into 36 neatly into nine nine days. And what's cool about that is then you're able to break down a week into three day periods, three, three day periods, which is great for planning. It's great for tracking. It's it's great for, you know, creating sort of like repetitive um, actions that, you know, because like I think about uh, frequency a lot with like puddles or, you know, drips in a pond or, you know, um, sort of like sound you know how if if you create enough waves at the right moment you can create resonance and amplify the magnitude of waves like time is it works in the same sort of way where if you can establish that resonance or establish that frequency of your actions it will compound and create these massive and massive changes um and being able to to divide time into a smaller unit than seven, then having a one a week cadence is, Mm -hmm. is, is is crucial to do that. So then, um, and then, so yeah, in each season, there's this one day that's the exact middle of the season, oops, sorry. The exact middle of the season that isn't included in the structure of the month. It's not included in the structure of the week. Um, it is a day within itself, but it's included in the season. So, um, it just serves as that as that midpoint, that's a perfect time to kind of look back at the previous 10% of the year, take, take stock of, of what was going on, look forward to the next month of the year and, and see how you can hit those goals. And then, um, and it's also normally a good time to just kind of like, um, Like if you're tracking anything like, I don't know, like, like sales or, or whatever data, it's like a perfect time to just say, you know what, I'm picking five days a year. I'll just take that exact midpoint. And, and, you know, it's a good, good sort of, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, it's a good time. It's, it's just a, it's a good moment in time to, to, to represent that period. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all. So. Yeah, that's that, that, that's that's basically that. So, have you ever
0: given attention to Vortex Mathematics or the Enneagram?
1: Um, I I don't I'm not sure if I'm I'm aware of Vortex Mathematics. Uh, give me a what 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 do you got?
0: Okay, so can I share my screen?
1: Yeah, go for it. Um,
0: Let's see here. Okay, so this is your week. (laughs) So (laughs) Vortex Mathematics, it was brought into the popular lexicon of people that are in the over-unity world, and by over-unity... What that means is you have an electrical or mechanical device that your output energy has more energy, the output of your device has more energy than the input. Um, This is debunked by the same rationalists that are connected to the Gregorian calendars, because in their mind's eye, you can never have more output than you do input. But yet when you actually look at all living creatures, we do not consume nearly the amount of energy than what we expend. Mm-hmm. So whether it's our eating or our breathing or our drinking, if you were to break that down into a caloric expenditure relative to the locomotion that we provide, it's it's not even it it's like hundreds of what the actual energy expenditure is so let's talk about the human body right the human body you know the average person consumes 2200 calories a day maybe a little bit less right calorically what that would do for us would give us you know like maybe 25 minutes <laughs> so where is all this extra energy coming from and so Marco Roden, in, I think, I forget, late 1990s, maybe early 2000s, he did all this complex mathematics and showed that there's this energetic pattern that occurs, this doubling effect that occurs. Um, and he did this with winding a coil. And so just like, you know, how you could do a pentagram by crossing over like that the the main thing in your in um, not just yours, but it's I forget what the Gaelic people called it, but whenever you cross over reeds and you 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 have a connection, but it's not through the middle. It's always crossing over at an angle. Okay. He did this with his coiling, and he found these coils that he made would always produce extra juice like whatever, whatever the input energy was, and he started to refine how he was picking up the pull. So he would start at one, he would go to two. Instead of going to two to three, he went to four, and four to eight, and then eight to seven, and then seven to five. And the reason why is there's a mathematic here. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. Eight plus eight is 16, which when you reduce it down, 1 plus 6, like 16 is 1 plus 6, that's 7. 7 plus 7 is 14. 1 plus 4 is 5. And if you did this coiling thing, you end up with this tremendous overunity. And then this got back to, he started to see the work of Nikola Tesla. And Tesla talked about in the early 1900s, if people understood the power of 369, the whole world of ether physics would open up to them, right? Mm -hmm. And so these numbers are the only numbers that there are in the universe. Zero in 10, you know, 10 is one plus zero. So like the actual numbers, there's only one through nine. Mm. And so the second that I saw that your week was a nine-day week, I was like, oh my god, this is tapping into the energetic pattern, this over unity pattern that is there. Because this the en- the, this vortex mathematics, is, it's literally just the mathematical representation of what's known as the Enneagram. Have, have you seen an Enneagram?
1: I, I have seen an Enneagram. Um...
0: So yeah. <laughs> what, do you have any thoughts on the Enneagram before I share it?
1: Um, not, I mean, not, not in particular. I, I've, my, my brother and his, his wife would get Enneagrams of themselves during, <laughs> during therapy. Um, and then I never, they, I, I never got one. I never got to read it. So I never really formed an opinion on it. So
0: did you, can you see the, the, I pulled mm-hmm. up this chart. Okay. Yeah. So the Enneagram, like this goes all the way back in, in Greek philosophy to, I think, Plato's Republic, like Plato's Republic is an actual fictional depiction of the Enneagram. And mm-hmm. so this is like a deep psychological archetypal thing that runs through people. And so I'm of the mind that these different um, times, like these different integers, if we were to map this onto the calendar that you made and then actually looked at people's birth charts, they would predominate that. Interesting. Because there's something called, (laughs) because as somebody that's been into timing, like I've, I've literally built malokas for shamans that were running like, you know, really large ceremonies so the timing of things had to be perfect like mm-hmm. <coughs> perfect I've been getting into like the greater cycles and how energy plays through people like yeah. I'm not of the mind that everybody is consistent <laughs> and that could be my projection onto the world I'm, I'm willing to admit that because I'm an inconsistent being so I'm making that projection but at least I have enough wherewithal to know that Mm -hmm. But I'll work with, especially women know this, like women with their cycles, like, Mm -hmm. like one day they're a totally different being than another, another day, like, and they can't help it.
1: Right, right, right.
0: It's the male mind that thinks, oh, no, like, uh, right, Uh, right. (laughs) And so there's these archetypal energies that will run through people and depending on when yeah. you were born where you yeah. were born the timing of the cycle right. these archetypal energies run through the filter of you it's not yeah. that they that you are that obviously that's not it it's that the filter that your your biophysical spiritual body is ends up filtrating that archetypal energy that's coming through
1: yeah so no, that's if, super, yeah.
0: if I have your permission, I'm gonna like map because my friend Gabriel, shout out to Slick Dissident, he's done the most deep dive into the Enneagram study ever. Like, like he is like he's mixing the F world with the with the Plato Symposium. Like, he's blowing my awesome. mind. Yeah, and I I really want to look. At these archetypal energies how they run through a being yeah because I've witnessed it yeah like it it's like if we are here like and I this is my own thing and I'm not projecting that on other people but like my thing is I really want to mimic nature mm-hmm. your calendar shows the best way to mimic nature because it's 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 actually connected to the cycles of light right and whether we want to admit it or not we all like light is a big deal for us. And yeah. so to to go ahead and like actually see this, this movement of energy through people, I, I, it's just a hunch, but I'm an experimenter. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to yeah. kind of see how this, the, this enneagramic, this vortex mathematical energy actually applies to the timing of your calendar.
1: That would be awesome because I I I'm with you, man. I think there's because because that's that's one of the the interesting parts about this calendar is um it's it's a set system so that you know I was born I was born in in October and um you know everybody knows their birth date not their birthday necessarily because. You know, if I was born on October fifteenth, I don't really know what. You know what I mean? Some days it's a Sunday, some some years it's a Tuesday, some years it's a Thursday. So you never really know what day of the week you were. You know, most people don't actually know the day of the week they were born on. So wh- which they day just were know you? The date of the I, month.
0: I know you've calculated. I was born on a Sunday.
1: Um
0: So but what? On a, but what was what it was on it? your calendar?
1: What was? Um, what oh, I was born on a Mars day. I was born on a a Mars day. And, and so, yeah, that's what I, that's, that's my theory is because it makes sense. Like it's the same sort of deal with astrology of, I think people the, at the very least, when people are born, people are acting in certain ways. You know what I mean? If, if I'm born in October and it's Halloween season, people are acting a different way than if you're born in, may and people are gearing up for beach season and getting outside for the first time in a while and having a barbecue you know so so at the very least you're born into a world where your in your your first experiences and influences are going to be vastly different based on just the timing of 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 when it all comes in and so then yeah like to to map that onto the days of the week what number would would that be
0: uh one two three four so that would be an intense creative <laughs> like literally <laughs> it. an, an yeah. intense creative like you have literally mapped a new calendar
1: that's crazy that's cool <laughs> like
0: bro come on like it doesn't right? get more creative and the pr- funniest thing is is like most people think the intense creatives are bohemian like they they don't have any boundaries absolute bs the most intense creative people i've ever met are experimenters people that are looking at things that they can actually measure against and being like wait a minute this this is ridiculous and then they re- revolution they give a revolutionary way of seeing something that has already been quote-unquote established
1: love it that's cool (laughs) yeah man i'm with it that's that's a uh that's interesting i i because in in dude it's it's crazy man there's there's been a lot of stuff like that where so the traditional holiday of saturnalia the roman holiday saturnalia Mm -hmm. it falls on a saturn day in this, in this, you know what I mean. It's just like crazy, weird coincidences
0: <laughs> like that, where it's like, "What is going on?" No, dude, it's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> there is no such thing as a coincidence. Right, right.
1: It's At a cool co- man. I love it. it. A it's, a, it's a
0: coincidence. It's a coincidence. Like this is oh, not. This is the thing, and I think what what has happened with your creation here is that. This thing, and I'm telling you because I've already told my whole community, I am going to reset my frequency with your calendar. And I'm going to see what happens because you don't know any of my backstory, but I lived in the jungle for like intense jungle for about 10 years. Like I moved to Central America Mm -hmm. and then I moved into the sticks of Central America where I had the grace by god to like not be beholden to a calendar nice but yeah. i was beholden to the natural cycles right because you know i'll tell you what when we would have a new moon guess what the 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 um the leafcutter ants would come mm. whenever we'd have a a, a new moon on Mingwante, guess what the termites were coming and you had no choice about it and these were, like, the termites that if one of them, or like, if a few of them got into your house, your house was gone in a month. Damn. Like, this is intense stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. And then you would have, like, other things like, oh, well, okay, it's it's scorpions. Like, the scorpions check always shake all your clothes, shake all right. your, your towels, because guess what? We got lots of scorpions.
1: Scorpion
0: season. Yeah. And so... That was so wonderful for me because I wasn't measuring it against a Gregorian calendar. Mm -hmm. I was literally just in the cut of life. And then also I harvested bamboo and bamboo Mm -hmm. is a grass. Right. And as grass goes, like if you harvest it incorrectly, guess what? It's shit. It won't, Mm -hmm. it won't serve you from a foot from a, from a construction perspective. And so, to actually be aware of the timing of like, okay, it's 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 new moon on the lowest tide of the year. This is the only appropriate time to cut it, yeah, and you right. only get you only get one chance,
1: yeah,
0: right. And so this is what I'm this was like this naturalized me. And by the mm-hmm. way, this wasn't a choice. This wasn't like I was like, Oh, I'm some purist and I'm going to, like, it was literally like, God was like, humble yourself. Right. You, you dumb gringo. You don't know shit. Right. Like, right. you're going to, you're going to learn and you're going to bow. You're going to bow to nature. Like, you have yeah. no other thing. And so what I'm, like, there's no coincidence that Saturn alien falls on Saturn day.
1: Right. Right.
0: And the the cool thing that your calendar does too is it rectifies the difference between what we're living now and the the old calendar systems that showed only 360 days. You, are you aware of that?
1: Um, it, no, go on. I, I'm um
0: I'm I'm just listening to this gentleman named Jason Brashears, and he's very big into calendrical systems and mapping long-term mm-hmm. cycles. And I think it was like in 1800 BC or something like that. Before that, all the calendars were 360 days.
1: Mm, okay.
0: And then there was some sort of ca- cataclysmic event that occurred, and then after that, there was 365 days.
1: Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean,
1: yeah it's just yeah I, I know that like there's been i think one of the first uh roman calendars it was only it was like 290 something days as well you know like there's been this slowly changing and additions to how, yeah what what time is in the measurement i i've i haven't really dug deep into why or how you know in, in the end my my sort of focus has always ended up being like look this is this is what we've got now and trying to uh, reverse engineer it and then put it back together in, in a more sensible way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's fascinating. Like it is fascinating that, that how, you know what I mean? How, how exactly have, have we got, gotten here and what has happened in the history of time to make us readjust and, and, and change but yeah, like there's definitely the the ancient Egyptian calendar had 360 days. Um, the, yeah, the, it's, 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 it is, it's amazing. It's just, just the amount of, because um, it's high technology, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For like, like having a, having a precise, accurate calendar is one of the hallmarks of great civilizations, which is why the Mayans had, you know, it's like that, um, the, the computer they found, the ancient Greek uh, computer they found in the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. um, that was one of the most precise calendar systems out there. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, uh, and then you, you were talking about like how connecting it to nature was was so crucial, like living um, out, out in the jungle. And what's interesting to me is you, you were able to make that connection at basically the equator which you know Mm -hmm. one of the pushbacks I always get from people when so the 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 apple tree and all this sort of stuff that I've been talking about is very mid-atlantic USA focused because that's where I I grew up in the mid-atlantic region my whole you know I've traveled across the country and uh, all that but haven't really lived much you know I lived in Arkansas for a little bit um but otherwise, I've been in Delaware, I've been in Virginia, I've been in DC area. That's that's been sort of my home base, and um, so people are like, "Oh, I'm in California, we don't have seasons," or "Oh, I'm in Florida, we don't have seasons." And total total,
0: total BS.
1: Yes, thank you. Yes, that's so- what I say all the time. The the migrations, you'll see the migrations reversing. You can look at the grapefruit trees, right? Where like they're not always, you know, sometimes they're flowering, sometimes they're gestating, sometimes they're, you know, the, the fruit is right. It's yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's it it, that people are so disassociated with nature, you know, that, that it's impossible for them to comprehend, you know, right? nature is always occurring around them at at every given moment in, in, in their life.
0: So with that, so (laughs) it's amazing. It like, never ask an insensitive person about like what their environment is showing them <laughs> because they really like they're oblivious. Yeah. Like, you know, other than like a real temperature change. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I've explored in some of my other podcasts. I think you'd really appreciate my podcast because Thanks. I've talked to a lot of people about the nature of light. Mm-hmm. I've had, master herbalist master permaculture people um people that really are connected to the environment Mm -hmm. i the 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 podcast name is the bio charisma podcast it's it's based on biochar like i make Mm. black carbon for everything in agriculture it's even for the body because carbon is the is the sextile matrix that allows everything else to kind of grow. Mm-hmm. So with that, there 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 is a sensitivity to light that only certain people have. I'm a four cone in my eye person. I've always had an ultra sensitivity to light. My mom used to have it before she asked to like she didn't want it anymore. So there's your, your cycle, like the, the five cycle is true. Could you put up that gif again of where you have the graph of like the, the light to dark within the five seasons?
1: Yeah.
0: This, the second I saw this on on the the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, I was like, this is actually how I perceive the light, the quality of the light. Mm-hmm. Not this. It's actual like your your pentagrammal gif that you. Oh have.
1: oh oh oh. Sorry. Uh... Show.
0: So for those of you that are just listening to this podcast, I, I, you really need to come and, and and look at what I'm talking about because this is so brilliant. So what you would be seeing is the fall and the winter make a triangle apex at the top where fall and winter mirror each other. And it's an exact mirror. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm trying to teach people is that life is palindromic and mm-hmm. your, your chart is palindromic. Right. So palindrome, the beginning is mirrored in the end, right? Mm-hmm. So your fall and your winter light cycles equal each other. Okay, the light. And then your mm-hmm. spring and your autumn go ahead and mirror each other. There, right. There's the same amount of light. And this is where summer is the dynamic disequilibrium. It's the one that isn't equal, which drives the whole system. Right. It's, it, it's the one that is imbalanced. Now, what's beautiful about this with the 10 segmentation is... Within each one of these seasons, you have a split, which is like your day out of time, which as you were able to show it like accurately, you know, you have the summer solstice and winter solstice right at the start, or excuse me, one right in in between the fall and the winter, and then you have the other one dead center in summer. And the equinoxes are the variable, the, the variable ones. Right. What normally what's in the middle of your spring in your autumn season? Now looking at this chart, like if that day out of time, what does that usually intersect with?
1: So the the mid mid-spring is um April 9th in the in Gregorian terms, and then mid-autumn is September 2nd in, in Gregorian terms. Okay. Um so Yeah, it's, it's, which, which I think both of them are, are really good. Again, there, it's just like a good time when it's like, if, if, cause you know, on, on the equinox, at least around here, you go outside, it's not really spring, like, you know, it's stormy, it's still Mm kind of cold. It's still that transitional period. Um, And, and, but that April 9th is, you know, the flowers are budding that it's, it's sort of turned fully Mm -hmm. turned into, into that spring, uh, late spring growing season um, from the waking up from the hibernation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And same deal with, with that mid autumn of, you know, it, it's interesting. People are always sort of, they, they always intuitively agree on, they say, you know, I always thought August wasn't really summer. You know what I mean? I always thought that August and September are different than fall and summer you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's those long hot nights it's um but anyway September 2nd is, is kind of that a, a really good um anchor of autumn and it, and it falls close to that Labor Day weekend which is the unofficial end of summer because because it's that intuitive you know what I mean like yeah you can't have people you can't you can't sell people bs forever and and them not you know, pick up on it on an intuitive level and say, you know what, no, I'm not saying summer starting June 21st. I'm going to observe it in the end of May when it's actually starting to get hot and warm and, and full of light. And I'm going to end it when it's actually starting to fully wind down. And, you know, uh, so anyways, that, yeah, those are the two two points, uh, midpoints is, is April 9th and, and September 2nd. Which
0: from a, from a like federal control perspective, you know, tax day is very close to them. Like that's Mm -hmm. the week before you have to have your taxes paid. Right. And then, you know, in the whole September thing, that used to be when they would start
1: school. Back to school. Right. And that's, you know, and then that's, that's also why people bring teachers and apples, right? It's not Mm -hmm. teachers like apples. It's that that's what was in season when they would go back to school. So you would bring somebody a gift. What are you going to bring them? I've got a ton of apples, bring them a nice apple. And so that's, you know, it's, it's just interesting. How many traditions are actually rooted in all of these seasons, all of these annual cycles, but we've just forgotten them and been disassociated with them for so long that, you know, uh, that's why the people who intuitively get it are, um people who are interested in agriculture and gardening are outdoorsmen um are people that like to camp fish and hike they're like they 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 get it because they're outside you know <laughs> because they see it um on a daily basis and see these changes a lot more than um some other folks but there i mean that's not saying that that you have to be an outdoorsman to understand and appreciate the the math and geometry of the situation. It's just a, um, you know, for so long, our 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 life cycles have been rooted in nature, and it's only within the past couple hundred years since industrialization that we've slowly been more and more removed, and to the point that you know, people don't even like to take snow days anymore. And it's right. like, you know, at what at what point? Does do we need to allow nature to, to show its magnificence and say, hey, you know, take a day off or you know whatever? Where you know we're 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 so used to imposing our our will on nature and and not really respecting um, the 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 power that that it has. But then that kind of goes back to your point earlier, where you know everything's part of a cycle, right? So we can we can fight the you know fight the power as long as possible but at some point nature's going to level it out and um and 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 come back to uh you know show us who's boss so
0: this i'm so impressed with this i'm gonna noodle over this over and over and over again i'm going to share it with everyone i I think i really feel that this calendar because it is linked to the observable light cycle, will get people back into the natural rhythm. And once you're back into the natural rhythm of our creator, not of the uh, vicar of God, (laughs) the Pope, (laughs) but to the actual creator, there's nothing that isn't provided for. Like you were always provided for in all ways, like always. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: And the only reason why a being doesn't know that is because they're just out of phase. They're out of mm-hmm. rhythm with their surroundings. Like yeah. we've all we've all done it, where we've gotten into our head and we're like solely in our head. And we're not reading our environment. And because we're not reading our environment, we stub our toe or we get in a car crash or, Mm -hmm. you know, we misspeak to our woman or whatever it is. And it's because for whatever reason, we're just out of sync with our environment. You have to understand that the Gregorian calendar has you out of phase with your environment. It's yep. not it's not there for you. It's there for the systems that want to keep you in this very consumeristic, like deep, deep uh, I guess you would say, uh lack consciousness. <laughs> that's the best right. way. That's that's the it's, best way I could say it.
1: It's a psychological prison, for sure, because yeah. people people can't live without. You know, it's very tough to live without a calendar. I mean, just to just say rip up a calendar and say, I'm I'm not, you know, on any system, I'm I'm not tracking anything, I'm not keeping any tabs on anything. It's tough to live without a calendar. So people people have an intuitive need to, you know, to to cling to to the, the only calendar they know, the only way they know how to make sense of time and, and keep track of it as as bad as it is. But yeah, it, it is made to sort of keep you out of, out of sync and out of phase. And I like to say this all the time, starting a new month midweek is like starting a new day mid hour. Mm-hmm. And it's madness to think, oh yeah, we'll start a new day at 1237 this time, you know, but that's what we do with months every single month. And um, so that, that's also one of the great parts about the the new calendar system with Uh, by making these anchored units that are that fully encapsulate the year with 73 days in the 36 day months, they always start on the first day of the week. They always end on the last day of the week. There's never, you know, part of the biggest problem with the current calendar is it's almost death by a thousand cuts where if you're trying to plan or track anything, you have to take into consideration so many things of, Hey, I want to do something every Every other Thursday or every third Thursday, it's like. Well, this month there's five Thursdays in the month, so what do we do? Because that'll throw off the cadence from everything else. And so, or like, oh, this month starts midweek, so we have to do some seasonal adjustments. Or it's it's just a never-ending um, wave of of adjustments and exceptions and um, cognitive dissonance that you have to, you know, at some point you're just numb to it and you say, all right, fine, like whatever, whatever it takes for me to get through the week without, you know, getting yelled at by my boss or my teacher or, you know, um, a lot of this started back in the, my, my first memory of calendar frustration is second grade. I got a whiteboard. I was going to make a schedule so I could clean my room over the month consistently so I didn't get yelled at at the end of the month to clean up my room and I have to waste the whole weekend cleaning up my uh, my room but that was the frustration is I'd have to re erase the schedule every month and rewrite a new schedule and the you know it's this constant shifting that doesn't ever allow you to get your feet under you and you're fighting against time rather than working with it you know what I mean and so like now having having a system that is actually precise accurate logical in tune with nature it actually is helpful rather than rather than the enemy it's your ally and and it's a lot easier to sort of tackle those day-to-day week-to-week month-to-month season-to-season issues because you're firmly grounded in truth logic and and light so
0: it's Tom you you're doing the Lord's work here man I'm 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 telling you this is like to link us back to the phi ratio you know this, we're in a time where things have been inverted and subverted and so there's a lot of dogma around the pentagon and the pentagram and like oh it's it's bad it's wrong and the reason why it's used in sigils both for like good good things and for bad things is it's it actually holds power. It's a tool, like a hammer can be used to nail a nail or hit somebody in the head. It's just a tool. And it's naturally powerful because it encodes it, it it's showing that you recognize the creator's, you know, signature. <laughs> which is this phi ratio which is this this beautiful incommensurate geometry and for those of you that are just listening an incommensurate geometry essentially means that a, on a two when you, there's only one incommensurate geometry in two dimensions but if you're to take a triangle of incommensurate geometry and bisect it by any Point that you bisect that triangle. You can pick any part of it and bisect it. It always reflects the original shape. So it's the only two-dimensional um, shape that's out there that is holographic, which is wow. mind-blowing. That's yeah. once again you're in the in the realm of of the movie Contact, mm-hmm. where you go from two two-dimensional thinking to a three dimensional experience like it's experiential at that point. Right. So when you have when you're able to mirror and show in your calendar, okay, here's the incommensurate geometry by which light is 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 working on us. That will get you in phase with the harmony that is there. Remember when you're harmonious you're powerful. <laughs> when you're disharmonious you are not. And right. so I I am so ecstatic about this. And everything that you shared with us today has me even on a higher note with it. Where awesome. can people find your work? Where where should they go? Like give us give us all the deets.
1: Sure. Um so, yeah, I mean, the the website is the new um, And then on any social media platform, uh, our handle is at the new calendar. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where you can log on. We've got some a little more information on the website, uh, a shop where you can get a wall calendar. It's it lasts until now, until nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine money back guarantee in the year 10,000 if it doesn't work, but it's going to work. That's the, that, <laughs> that's why we're, we're, but um, yeah. So yeah, the website, the newcalendar.com, our social media handles are at the new calendar. Um, and yeah, that, uh, find me, find me on all those platforms.
0: Uh, this is brilliant. And uh, do I have permission to share this with a uh, slick dissident, my friend, and we kind of graphed on, the enneagram archetypes onto your days of the month i would love that yeah just keep
1: me posted about your findings and i'm i'm happy to happy to give that blessing for sure
0: that's awesome well tom this has been awesome i'm gonna post this this monday and i'll send it to you you can put it on your media page and uh I, i i'm gonna beat the drum for this um Plus I'll I'll order one. I, I need to Yeah, I'll it. send I'll send you
1: a copy out. I'm I'm happy to I appreciate you having me on. So I'll I'll get you a will get you one um, ASAP. I, I need do to pack you, some shipments today. So
0: do you like my sand dollar? I was drawing your oh nice. Yeah. I was... <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> I love it. I'm very, I'm, like I said, I'm very used to that double sand dollar shape, you know, like that because right. that's what that's what I use in my domes.
1: Well, you know what's interesting about that is, um, you know, we've been talking in everything that we've seen today, and and the starting on the winter solstice, et cetera. That's the northern hemisphere. So if you stack something on it for the southern hemisphere, and the you know what I mean? Like I don't know, maybe maybe the stacking works from from our global perspective of because you know in the in the southern hemisphere the winter solstice is the summer solstice so to actually map the calendar to them it's kind of equal but opposite and so i don't know that's that's something else that i i don't know maybe maybe we'll discuss that further in another day yeah
0: well your your calendar works down in you know in central america because what you call winter is their summer Mm -hmm. what is spring is actually what is the is what's like in Central America is the storm season. Okay. You get yeah. crazy storms. Right. Then your summer <laughs> is what they will call little summer. Mm. Meaning half the day you have rain and half the day you have sun. Okay. And then your fall is is monsoon. Mm. And then your then your then your winter uh, is it winter?
1: Or the the autumn is monsoon. Autumn
0: is monsoon and then your winter is big monsoon. Okay.
1: Wow. That's cool. It's you know what I mean? Like exactly. It's always out there. Like the the pattern is definitely out there and it's cross-cultural and it's super exciting. I'm 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 pumped that you're gonna get your hands on it and can dig in a little bit deeper and and give me some more insights.
0: Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Well, Tom, this has been such a pleasure. I'm going to send everybody in your direction, and uh, we're going to we're going to continue to refine this timing, and like and make it something that gets people into phase, into rhythm, so that love their it. greatest expression can occur.
1: I love it. Yeah, that's the whole point is is getting people in control of their own time because. You know that's your most precious resource, right? Everyone has the exact right. same amount of time every day, and um, just a little shift in perspective can can open up a whole new world and get you off of you know unproductive uh, cycles and, like you say, get in phase into into new new ones. So that's that's great. Awesome,
0: say. awesome. Well, Tom, we'll have you back on the pod very soon, and I'll be sharing all of this with you asap.
1: Awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so
1: much. You, you ought to know. Well, now you, you ought to know by now.
0: hope you enjoyed the podcast with tom sherman you can go to the new calendar.com to purchase one of his calendars you can see the sand dollar in the background um i'm in i'm astonished the so you know where i'm coming from is i really know that we're provided for i know that god provides and. God has this, like, like the most brilliant simplicity, and this this throughput line of giving, and it's so gentle, and that throughput line of giving, from a naturalistic geometrical perspective, is through the phi ratio. This calendar that Tom Sherman came up with reflects this dynamic disequilibrium, this phi ratio, better than anything I've seen. Um, And as you heard in the body of the podcast, there's a very ancient system of kind of knowing that the rhythmicity of the time in which you were born, and as you guys know, the rhythmicity of the time that you were conceived, has this energetic flow, and it it determines the filtration of your antenna to the information from above, as a, as above so below. This energetic filtration, um, when it's in harmony, you have more energy. You know, we've had Jorge Mesa on. Uh, we've had um, different guests on the podcast where when you talk about like you can get into a harmony, you can get into a resonant pattern. And the way you can define uh, this resonance, this harmonic is that there's more energy that comes through. the This calendar can, well, I'm going to experiment with it. I'm not going to make any claims yet. Um, But from what I know about cycles, (laughs) it will have the capacity to increase the amount of energy in one's life. Um, And this could be both beneficial and detrimental. (laughs) Like, let's say you have a circuit that's not built right or is uh, somehow being compromised and then you add energy to it, it fries. (laughs) But let's say there's a... let's say that you're starting like above average and you add energy to the system, there's a great, great chance that this could actually blossom into a higher order thing. And that's really what the goal of this particular podcast is, is to increase the, the harmonics of people so that you get into rhythm with your surroundings, get into rhythm with your creator, and your higher octave expresses. And as the higher octave expresses, the quality of your life increases, the quality of your interactions increase. And uh, I couldn't be happier that this has come across my plate. Big shout out to Mark Steves of the... Uh, my family thinks I'm crazy. Podcast. I think he runs Alt Media United. Um, I I heard I first heard Tom on that podcast, and as you heard, I had to have a mom. So, and uh, big shout out to Slick Dissident and Emily Moyer because those are the two people I bounce mm-hmm. the most off of when it comes to rhythm and timing and uh yeah let's really noodle over this as a community uh we're, we're over 700 subscribers to the the bio Charisma podcast chat which is just awesome the the information that's being shared on there is incredible if you guys want to actually communicate with other people that uh, are using life as a great grand experiment come on over um and yeah, we're we're implementing things. There's uh, some huge announcements when it comes to media things. Uh, for those of you out there that know uh, Adam, <laughs> well, I actually don't know if I have permission to say it. Well, let's just call him Mr. Permy Bear. Um, he and I are going to be doing a permaculture slash innovation uh, channel. And we have a couple of media platforms that want us to be a part of their, come under their wing. So we're in negotiations right now. And uh, yeah, then we're gonna be building our first dome here in the Ozarks, uh, Ferro Cement Aircrete Dome, which is a lot of fun. So we're gonna be putting geopolymers, actual geopolymers on it from um, the company Gigacrete. And uh, yeah. It's on like Donkey Kong. Uh, the I'm going to start implementing the system of the new calendar. I have a a huge project in the wings that I think will you will be as revolutionary as this calendar when it comes to giving people the capacity to relate to their environment, and that's really been the goal. that's what i that's what I have wanted. Is I've wanted a coherent cosmology that is an additive experience, meaning it actually gives more back than it takes. And so uh, that's what's happening. (laughs) So thank you guys. I really appreciate everything, uh, all the positive vibes flowing this direction. And, uh, you know, as always, if you, if, If you appreciate what I'm doing, reciprocate in kind, you can send an analog super chat if you like to Christopher Gardner at P.O. Box 402, Willow Springs, Missouri, 65793-0402. That's P.O. Box 402, Willow Springs, Missouri, 65793-0402. there's, if you guys want to book a Celestic profile, I'm doing those uh, that got <laughs> pretty popular after uh, me working on Owen Benjamin's chart uh, for, for his podcast, uh, for his live stream. Um, and I love doing it. I love seeing the patterns in people in the Celestic profile itself. If you want one of those, you can just email me at info at I've come to find a lot of people don't even know I have a website and it's Topher, T-O-P-H-E-R-H-Q.com. There I have some of my construction over the last few years. Um, it's definitely not my full corpus of buildings, but it's a few. And uh, we're... Give be adding a store. Um, I have a couple products that are dealing with biochar. I'm also selling. I'm actually the front man for a biochar company. By front man, I mean salesman. <laughs> for a local biochar company, I was going to start one. And then I had a neighbor that was doing it already. And um, so if anybody wants biochar, uh, I can help you with that. Uh, it's really remarkable. uh we're turning people's waste into treasure, and so the black gold is 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 flowing so um just it's there's so many good things happening, guys. Don't believe the hype uh if there's hype in your you know mental plane around the fall or whatever <laughs> um this world can be what you create and what you what you want to have happen. So be aware of what you want. Like really, really register that and be conscious of it and consciously choose what you want. And remember, you only have time if you make time. So let that be the the final thing when it comes to a podcast about calendars. So enjoy and I'll see you next week.